Good afternoon and welcome to FLA Exposure. I'm your host, Jeremy Hall. Today's episode is brought to you by Maritime Madness with over 30 flavors of local hot sauce available at Sobeys and at MaritimeMadness.com. Made in Prince Edward Island, which is where today's guest happens to be from. Today we've got Cam Nelson. Cam is a blue belt from Henzo Gracie, Prince Edward Island, and he's 1-0 in FLA competition. He's also been a Kumite finalist at two FLA events, and he's a super talented up-and-coming welterweight. How are you doing today, Cam? Good, Jeremy, man. Appreciate, <laughs> uh, appreciate you having me on. Oh, man, it's such a pleasure. And, you know, I was just saying to Derek uh, before we started today, it was just kind of fortuitous that you and I just happened to sit next to each other at a couple of events already. Yeah. I was saying of all the guys I would have liked to have interviewed, it would have been you because I feel like I already know you a little. And I, in a sense, I've kind of had the privilege of watching you come up. I mean, I know you've done a little bit of training and uh, and an event that I haven't seen, but I'm watching you in the beginning of your career. So I feel a bit invested. Um, Definitely. You know, I saw you as a finalist there at the last FLA Kumite. Saw that amazing performance you put in at uh, Fight League Atlantic 3 against uh, Real Gamer and Simon McKeon. Um, you know, so I guess what I'm going to try and do today is unpack a little bit of what goes into building a fighter because you know probably better than anybody exactly how challenging that is. So the first question is a big softball. Um, just tell me a little bit about how you got started in martial arts. Well, I kind of started training. It would have been May um, post-COVID, right after everything kind of popped off. So in March, when everything kind of locked down, March of 2020, uh, it was that following May um, that I kind of started at Matt's and uh, really started training consistently anyway. Um, so I'm about two years in now. And uh, yeah, just trying to stay consistent, been competing more, got two kumites in, got the first fight out of the way. So uh, ball's rolling now and keep things going at this point. Wow. What an enormous amount of success to have so quickly. Um, you know, and you're very young and athletic. It's a really good time to get into it. You're in your prime. Where do you hope to take, where do you hope to go with uh, mixed martial arts? I've been asked this question a few times now and it's just, for me, it's just taking it day by day, trying to improve every day, trying to get on the mats as much as I can. Um, I said in my interview there for leading up to the fight that uh, like this point in my life, I have a lot of time that I can dedicate to training. So, I mean, uh, the way I see it is just keep, keep giving her <laughs> the island boys, keep, uh, keep grinding and trying to get better every day. Um, just be better than the day I was before and uh, just keep improving and uh, just take it a fight at a time, basically. Yeah. That seems to be the mindset that you have to approach martial arts with. Um, certainly I know that's, you know, I'm, I'm a little older now, so there's no packing uh, a bunch of martial arts study into a year or whatever, you know, like I, I have to accept that it's a marathon and, and uh, like, like, like you said, 1% a day. Um, when you get into training, what do you do sort of day to day? What, what do you do to stay fit? What do you do to prepare for a fight? So uh, I'm pretty lucky right now. I'm working from home. I work for the federal government. So I'm, I work from home all day. So basically every lunch hour, I can get any kind of fitness going, whether that be yoga or stretching or a workout or a run or whatever. I hit the heavy bag outside and then I uh, just go to the gym, like our gym, Henzo Gracie. Uh, we practice basically Monday through Thursday and then open mats on Saturday. So I usually try and hit that basically every uh, every day uh really and then fridays i kind of do my own thing at uh, a different gym so i mean five to six days a week i'm usually on the mats either 
rolling, jits, uh, Muay Thai, kickboxing, whatever, just trying to sharpen the knife, right? Get better in, in all aspects. And uh, I'm lucky because, yeah, like I said, I, I have a lot of free time and flexibility in my schedule that permits me to train um, at least a couple times a day and focus on, yeah, different areas. Like I said, about, you know, whether that be technique to mobility to anything, right? So, uh, no, I'm lucky for sure. Yeah, I think that's probably something that up and coming fighters would probably do well to keep in mind that uh, it's it's a it's a very demanding road in terms of the amount of time and energy that you have to put into it. And if you don't have a life system that's going to support it, yeah, you might want to consider something else. And you're you're right, you are lucky. I mean, and I know there's a lot of ways to skin that cat, but uh, I'm sure it's um, it's it's a privilege to to have that autonomy in your schedule. Oh, for sure. And I mean, I've told this to people before, like, it's not like I'm, you know, digging ditches all day. Then I got to drag my ass to training after being, you know, cooking in the sun all day and sweating my bag off and then got to go roll for three hours with a bunch of killers. Right. So I'm lucky that I can, you know, look after my body and, and try and, you know, put myself in the best position to be successful and, and, and get lots of training in and be in the mats every week. And I just kind of look at it in the sense of that, you know, why wouldn't I? you know, tra train and try and get better every day and, and use my time, you know, efficiently and wisely. So, uh, yeah, I'm lucky for sure in that, in that sense. Well, lucky, but also sounds like you're pretty wise, man, especially for a young man. You know, you got a few things figured out. You said something that I really like there, just use your time uh, efficiently. Yeah. So many people don't figure that out at a young age, right? And uh, and they watch the years tick by. Uh, it took yeah. me a long time to figure some of that out. So good on you, man. I mean, uh, luck, what do they say? It's uh when when hard work meets opportunity exactly. so uh you're putting in the work for sure don't uh don't attribute it all to luck well yeah just <laughs> try and be ready right and try and uh yeah try and be ready for whatever call comes and i mean you know i can attribute that a lot to you know my coach for one thing matt mcgrath right look what he did in the sport um he's a great role model to have we train every day at, at his gym there's five belts on the wall at 170 right those didn't you know those aren't up there by mistake right so uh, he's kind of a good measuring stick to have and just a great guy. Pushes you every day in the gym along with everybody there. Uh, we got a super great team. Um, yeah, super blessed for sure. Yeah, your team had a big night uh, and and Matt had a big night. You know, what yeah. were you, I think it was four fighters up from Henzo Gracie and four yep. wins. Yeah, yeah. Four, four up, four down. So it was good. Yeah, you, you got to be happy with that. And um, I was particularly impressed. Like I was – privileged enough to be sitting cage side so i could hear the coaching and i could watch you guys adapting in real time so i wasn't just impressed with the athletes i was very impressed with matt's contribution uh not to take anything away from you guys but no for sure and i mean it's something me and matt have talked about before because uh you know you got to be coachable you got to listen but it, he's so vocal and like i said he's got so much experience so even going back to the two kumites i did like I'm in there, but it's it's almost like a teamwork thing. Like it's an individual sport, but I mean, I'm listening to everything he's saying and he's coaching me through positions and coaching me through different scenarios that we break down every day in the gym. And then we just take it into competition and try to implement that same strategy, right? So um, it's definitely more, you know, people see it as an individual sport. I mean, once that cage shots, it's just you in there, but you know, your coach is right there in the corner and he's definitely guiding you along. Um, so we're, we're super lucky to have a guy like him who's been there, right? He's been there, did it for years professionally and had, you know, uber success. So, um, you know, it's nice that, uh, some of that can rub off on, rub off on uh, his, his students. 
So now that we've uh, we've given Matt all the credit for your win, let's talk a little bit about that. You had a huge night in your debut at Fight League Atlantic 3. Um, I don't know. Why don't we just have you take me through the fight uh, the way you saw it? I'm sure you've had a chance to look at it by now as well, have yeah. you? Yeah. So why don't you, why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, uh, how the fight went down from your perspective? Yeah, so I got uh, I got a couple of videos of it just to kind of watch back, and obviously you want you want to watch your own fight, right? And kind of dissect, uh, you know, be be a perfectionist and pick away at it. But uh, yeah, I uh, he he, he kind of came out aggressive for sure. I expected it. I mean, the guy didn't drive across the country not to throw down, right? So uh, that's what kind of me and Matt were talking about before. He's like, he's gonna come out hungry. He's gonna go come out heavy. Um, I kind of noticed he was loading up. Uh, he was throwing his rear kick a lot, so I kind of tried to show his You hear me? There we go. Uh, yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> you could probably play it if you want. I just, there was volume. I couldn't hear anything. Yeah, no, I couldn't hear you. Um, okay, you were right saying he was lo I think you were saying he was loading up his rear kick. Yeah, so he was throwing his rear kick, and uh, I, I kind of caught on to that, so I tried to almost bait him with uh, raising my left knee to kind of, beat him into the check and then I caught him with a right hand counter uh, and that kind of wobbled him and I just I remember thinking prior to the fight like if you if you catch him or if you wobble him like don't rush in because that's a that's a mistake that a lot of guys will make in their first few fights and you see it all the time right you rush in and that that's when you get countered and hurt yourself so uh, I, I just tried to kind of stay calculated and, and kind of pick my shots and then I caught him with another right kind of chase him around the cage a bit and I was in on the double and then it's funny going back to uh, how we were talking about talking with the coaches. I was in on the double and I was looking for the takedown, switched to a single, then back to a double. And we were kind of grinding. He had really good hips, really good wrestling defense against the cage. And the mat just screamed at me. He's like, separate, man, separate. We've been here, right? We do this wall work all the time. So I separated and kind of framed off my right hand or my left hand rather and threw the right, caught him. And then. It was like an uppercut left hook, and then the, the, the head kick ultimately finished it. So, uh, no, it was good. Um, it's funny. You, you always have a game plan going in. You work certain combos, work certain scenarios. But, I mean, once you get in there, it's just – it's all the training that kind of, you know, culminates into one one effort, right? So, anything can happen. And, uh, yeah, I was just happy to close it out for sure. I want to ask you a little bit about that patience you just described. Like, you know, you land that big shot, you want to rush in. Um, you know, my competition is is restricted all entirely to jujitsu, my competition experience. But uh, I know, especially in the early stages, everybody struggles with that pace thing. And like even just managing breath, let alone uh, uh, being a patient person, you know. So you seem to have picked that up at rather quickly and at a, and at a young age. Do you think there's something in your pedigree or in your training that uh, has allowed you to make that leap. Like it's like you're competing. It's I'm not talking about the, the, the fighting training. I'm talking about the competition instincts and the fact that you're patient in the pocket like that. Uh, is there anything that you think may have, you know, brought that out in you? I think it's just kind of a mix of things like good, good coaching, um, good surrounding group, but also doing, you know, my own due diligence, right? Like, like I said, like you've seen before guys, especially in their first few fights, if they wobble a guy, they rush in only to get countered, right? With a big right hand or they overcommit with their own power shot and then they get caught. Um, so that was, it just happened to be something that going into the fight, I was like, if you do wobble them, 
Um, you know, don't rush in, don't blow your load early because it, it can happen, right? It's funny. I actually, Sean Wallace, a guy who trains at, uh, you know, you probably heard of him. He's a pro, uh, trains at Wolfront PI. I was just asking before my fight, I was like, any, any tips, man, you know, you're eight and two or eight, eight and one pro. Um, and he's like, you know, you don't have to throw everything with hundred percent power, right? Uh, you can just touch the guy, right? Hurt him a little bit and then, you know, pick your spots, take angles, put combos together. So that kind of just stuck with me before the fight. And so even when I caught him with that right hand, it wasn't full power. It was maybe, you know, you know, 70, 75%, just enough to stun him. And then I can kind of, you know, calculate where I want to go from there, pick my spots and, you know, piece them up from there. So um, just, just kind of little things like that, trying to take, take a little piece of advice from guys who have been there before. Um, and I feel like that goes a super long way in uh, in succeeding and, you know, implementing a game plan. Cool, man. Well, you're very humble. I'm quite impressed with the cerebral side of your game, though. Thanks. Um, you also uh, – I want to talk a little bit about this following that, that followed you guys out from PEI. I mean, I know in, in a sense they were there from your for your team, but – uh, you know, there's a sense that we were witnessing the blossoming of a star when you won that fight, you know, the crowd went bananas. Um, do you have any idea where that fan base comes from? Well, I had, uh, I had quite a few buddies in the crowd, like, uh, like my own personal friend group. There was a bunch of the boys that, that made the trek over from the Island. And then I had a lot of family and cousins. Like I had, a a cousin of mine who's close to my age and all his buddies went as well. Like it was their idea. I was in the hotel room before the fight. Actually, it was funny, probably in the two o'clock or three o'clock. And he messaged me on Instagram. He's like, yeah, man, I got a PEI flag. Like I'll give it to you. You'll wear it out. And like, this was just, it just kind of happened organically. Right. I never, I never really, in, you know, had uh, planned that, but he just, uh, he had messaged me. I was like, yeah, let's do it. So he, uh, he went and found a security guard and the security guard came backstage before my fight. He's like, yeah, Todd gave you this. And so I wore it and put the hood up and, you know, made a little spectacle out of it. And it was great. Right. Got the, got the fans going and got me juiced up and it was awesome. So no, no, it was great. Awesome, man. We're going to take a really short break. We'll be right back with cam after this short video from fight league Atlantic. Sounds good. A little tense, a little stiff. Just electric. Love it. <laughs> How do you feel watching it back now? Oh, it was awesome, man. It was hilarious. When he said South Rustico, I, th I thought they were just going to say Charlottetown PEI or whatever. So I'm from South Rustico PEI. It's this little kind of like beach town, like maybe, I don't know, 100 people live here. He said South Rustico, and that just jazzed me right off. I was like, let's go, South Rustico. That's why I screamed that. 
obviously so you know emotions just flooding through you right so no it was surreal um what a feeling man it was great well, i guess it helps too that islanders uh islanders are, are loud enough for loud enough for a couple of mainland exactly right? yeah, one yeah. Island with about three people yeah 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 amazing man what a moment yeah it was it was it was electric in the crowd as well oh it's it was, crazy it was a man. huge moment huge yeah moment. and uh yeah like like you said just the atmosphere and everybody was on their feet and uh, it was funny after the, I wasn't going to jump up on the cage. I was like, ah, I'm not going to do that. And Matt, Matt came in. He's like, get up there. Pointed <laughs> to the top of the cage. I was like, wow. All right. Got up there. And then, yeah, you look at the crowd. Everybody's going nuts. Beers flying everywhere. Fuck, man, you can't. Uh, there's no, there's nothing that matches that. Right. It's uh, surreal for sure. It was awesome. Amazing, man. Amazing. Um, you also made the finals in the last two fight league Atlantic Kumites, despite facing more experienced grapplers. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a method for becoming a more effective grappler quickly? I think it's just consistency, man. Um, mat time is what it comes down to. I mean, there's, you know, everybody has maybe a little bit of, of a lead up on other people. Maybe you're more athletic or maybe you can, you know, figure out, uh scenarios better but i mean at the end of the day there's no real secret sauce it's just showing up and getting on the mat right it's it's training every day and and repping things out so um yeah like after my first year of training like i was pretty pretty dedicated like i was on the mats quite a bit but it was really the second year so leading so i got my first year in and then about a year in i really like really decided to kind of take her own at it i guess and and really dedicate myself so i mean that's showing up you know five six times a week training basically consistently for a year right so um and you hear it all the time it's just yeah it's hard work and and reps is all it is there's no there's no secret formula it's just being consistent and you will get better and trust in the process i know it's corny and whatever but it's that's that's the truth man it's just showing up and 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 grinding and then believing in yourself too right like going to the second kumite i remember telling my parents i was like i'm gonna fucking win this thing i don't care like i'm coming to win this time right like the first time obviously i was like six months in and it was my first time ever stepping in a cage so you know like everything's new like when i stepped on the mats back in may 2020 i didn't even know what a double egg was your shrimp or whatever that's all foreign language to me so uh yeah i got that year of training in and then going into this second kumite uh in the past march here i I felt really good and uh felt dialed in i like i said i have a great team there matt matt's there everybody's there got a bunch of killers there so i mean guys pushing every day and just repping out different scenarios and yeah like i said just get down to get get on the mat get on the mat and train and, and be consistent and just be better than you were the day before and build that momentum yeah, I mean, and it's a it's a great lesson to take off the mats and apply to your life as well. Definitely, exactly in in all areas, right? It doesn't matter what you're doing, right? Like, so you know, if I want to break eighty this year in the golf course, I got to hit the driving range, right? So it's it's just like anything, right? You got to you got to put the practice in, and like you said, and and that's that's something I found just through martial arts is you know it it allows you to you know put things in perspective and it it humbles you for sure because you know I. It's funny. I used to. I played hockey four years of junior hockey before I got into martial arts, and I used to fight quite a bit in the ice and play a rugged game. And thought I was tough, right, and whatever, and thought I could fight. You walk into a martial arts gym and you train with guys who've been training for you know two, three, four, or five plus years. <laughs> you realize you're not very tough pretty quickly. 
So it's funny, right? It's uh, it's funny how it humbles you, and you just you gotta you gotta you know take it as a learning as a learning curve, right? And, and get better from it. And that's what I tried to do. And uh, I'm, I'm super blessed that I kind of found my my passion, right? So yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, man, that uh, that that all that all speaks to me, you know. And it's not I, I don't even think it's just uh, hockey players. I think, you know, uh men in general like to walk around thinking they've they're a little bit tough and you realize rather quickly that man, you don't even, like I said, you don't even know how to breathe properly. You're just yeah. you're, help, you're helpless when you, when you've trained nothing, you know. Oh, um, it's it's hilarious, man. <laughs> my first few times grappling, it's like even the I mean if it was a blue belt, right? And you have, you know, zero prior experience training like you're jumping in the ocean without knowing how to swim is what it is man like it's so yeah. it's humbling for sure but and it kind of speaks to uh like it just you know being persistent right like it's because the first six months you're getting smashed like it doesn't matter i don't care who you are you could be mr olympia right man you're gonna get choked out it doesn't matter if you have no experience and you're training with legitimate guys who grapple or, or killers like you're going to get choked out, but you're going to learn every time. You're going to take a little piece every single time from each time you get, you know, each, each failure and you just get better. And like you said, you can tie that back into life, right? Like you got to, you got to fail before you succeed. And martial arts is a great avenue to kind of challenge that, you know, that uh, just that way of, of learning really. So. Have you found that less? Have you found that lesson has translated directly in your own life, like outside the mats? Yeah, definitely, a hundred percent for sure. And I think um, the biggest thing is just being humble. Like I said, like, like yeah, like I used to, I used to think I was, you know, tough when I was playing hockey and fighting all the time. But you're, you're not tough. Like you, you're, you know what I mean. And even now, like maybe six months ago, I thought I was good at jujitsu. And now you look back, you're like, I wasn't good at jujitsu and I'm still not. You're never, it's the sport where you're never satisfied. You never will be satisfied. It's just, you want to be better than the, the, the day before. Right. And that's all it is. And that's just kind of my mantra. And I just, like I said, just try and show up every day, be consistent and, and get better every day. I'm not, uh, it's, it's only a race against yourself, right? You're only, you know, you're only battling yourself. So uh, yeah, just, you know, Stay, stay humble and, and keep trucking along is kind of the motto for sure. Excellent stuff, man. Um, what's going to be next for you and your team? Yeah. So I was hoping I, I got on the mic there after uh, the last the FLA three there and called out June 11th. Let's go. And that was kind of the game plan. Cause I always wanted to go bang, bang right away before the summer, get two fights in. But Matt is Canada Games wrestling coach, and they actually have uh, championships in Edmonton that weekend. So it just kind of the way the dates fell. I'm not going to be on FLA 4, but I think I am going to get a fight at the end of this month anyway. That's pretty well done and signed. So, I mean, ideally it was going to be FLA 4, but at this point in my career, I mean, I'm a 1-0 amateur, so the biggest thing right now is just cage time. So if FLA 4 didn't work, I'll get on this other card, what have you, and then September for sure. I want to get on FLA five. I've talked to Derek and uh, we're already working on something, but I told it like you guys do a phenomenal job production, promoting all the athletes, podcasts, things like that. Instagram pages, pictures, everything. Right. So I told Derek, uh, yeah, it sucked. I really want to get on FLA four, but I mean, it's just the way kind of the ball bounced. We couldn't mats away. And we both agreed. I mean, it's my second fight. He's been my guy since day one. We're a team. 
I'd like him there. He'd like to be there. So, you know, FLA four doesn't work. We'll do September. That's fine. Um, it'll still be three fights in seven months. So, I mean, we're active. We're, we're the ball's rolling. So, uh, I'm lucky. I kind of got this thing at the end of the month, uh, that it's pretty well done deal. So I'll get that done and then, uh, have a couple fights under my belt heading in the summer and then uh, be back in action in September, I would say. Well, look, man, there are no hard feelings. You know, we're happy to give you and your team opportunities. That's exactly what Fight League Atlantic is here to do is to advance your career, help you out. And, uh, you know, we'll be there for you, uh, uh, the next time you're ready to step up, uh, you know, I mean, of course, there's always you, you watch the blossoming of a star. You want to keep them on the roster, but we're we're, we're running a pro am uh, uh, promotion, right? Um, and, and there are no exclusive contracts at this stage in the game, right? No. So all all you want all you want to see is uh, uh, fighters get more opportunities to grow and do better. That's what uh, Fight League Atlantic's all about. So we look forward to having you back for sure. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Um, you've been an integral part of the show three times now, you know, through, uh, we'll, we'll take you, uh, we'll take you when we can get you. Um, do you have any closing words, anybody you'd like to thank, uh, you know, feel, feel free to tell people how to find you if you've got some social that you want to share. Yeah. Well, I mean, big thank you to you guys. First of all, for, like I said, you guys do a phenomenal job, you know, kind of broadcasting the fighters, promoting us, um, Production wise, you guys are kind of second to none on the East Coast for sure. Like nobody's doing it like you guys do. Um, so big shout out to you guys. Um, shout out to my team, Matt. No problem, man. Uh, everybody at Henzo Gracie, you know, uh, Hayden Label. It's got a fight coming up with me on the end of, at the end of the month on this card. So uh, look out for Hayden. He's a guy you'll see uh, on future FLA cards for sure. Uh, I know Maria, Dylan. They're all training every day. Uh, Connor Crosby. There's too many guys to shout out, right? You know, there's a million people. But uh, my whole team there at uh, at Henzo, and uh, and yeah, uh, just uh, you're only as good as your supporting crew or your crew, right? So I mean, I- I'm lucky. Um, there's uh, and the island, we're super blessed. I mean, there's there's clubs all over the island now. Uh, the sport's growing so much. I-, I train a lot with the island kickboxing guys too on Friday nights. A bunch of killers in there, so they push me weekly as well. So I'm lucky to have them guys too. Um, yeah, so it- it's just nice to see the sport growing so much, man, and promotions like you guys kind of broadcasting it to to the general public so it, it's great man it, it's great to uh to have something you can just wake up and, and try and you know pick away and get better at every day and you know give you some purpose right give you a motivation to uh you know keep getting better and keep grinding every day and like i said it just comes down to showing up showing up when you don't want and what did mike tyson just say on rogan's podcast the other day discipline is uh doing something you hate to do, but doing it like you love it. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of the mentality, right? And just keep growing and keep moving forward. Well, we try to stay humble too, and we're certainly a team effort. So your words are much appreciated. Uh, we're still learning to, uh, to, to do better by our promotion as well. So um, it's good to know that the, the fighters appreciate what we're trying to do for you as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, team effort. And just like you, we're just working on getting 1% better every time we step up and go out and, and put on a show. So, Thanks, Kim. Uh, look forward to talking to you again and seeing you in the cage very soon. Definitely, man. Thanks for having me again, guys. Wagon.